I went deep into how you kind of cultivate your, what I call ultimate identity, like the person you want to become with the body, physique, and health that you really want to have in your life. And once you kind of get really clear on what that looks like for you, that's when you can start the process of transformation. That's when you can fully kind of invest yourself and fully commit to that process of transformation. Welcome to the Vegan Manly Man Podcast. What is good, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Vegan Manly Man Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Singer. This is the show where we talk about self-growth, plant-based living, and sharing the message of love, compassion, and peace for all beings. I appreciate your patience, guys, as I have not released an episode for the last two weeks because I was traveling to the UK for the UK Vegan Campout Festival, which was simply incredible. I got to meet so many amazing people who are doing awesome things for the vegan community. So it's definitely been a busy two weeks. And then once I got home, I had the Tough Mudder Showdown yesterday, which you guys have been hearing about. We ended up raising $380 to give to Charity Water to help communities in need get clean, sustainable water. So a huge, huge, huge thank you to Everybody who donated to that campaign, it's really going to make a difference, and I will announce the winners for those prizes soon. So if you are a first-time listener of this show, maybe I met you at Camp Out, maybe you heard about this from a friend, or maybe you are a returning listener, whatever it may be, if you enjoy the content of this show, please don't forget to leave me a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps the show out a ton. But not only that, I love to hear what you guys think of the show. I love getting messages. It really, really inspires me. It can make my whole day. It can make my whole week. So you guys don't know how much it truly means to me. Well, I'm telling you right now, it means a lot. So I appreciate that. I appreciate your rating and reviews. I appreciate your messages. Um, just keep it going. If you want to be a part of helping to share this message of love, compassion, and peace, it means the world to me. So the wait was worth it. I have some amazing guests on today's show. They are two brothers who are on a mission to help 1 million vegans get into the best shape of their lives. They are vegan fitness and health coaches who dedicate their knowledge and insight to help people break the stereotype of what it means to be vegan and show people that you can build muscle and get shredded on a vegan lifestyle. Not only that, but you may have seen their shirts floating around on social media, not bad for a vegan. They're super inspiring, uplifting, and incredibly funny guys, and today we'll get to know them a little bit better, hear their secret formula for vegan fat shredding from their latest book, and gain some practical knowledge on where to start in your vegan fitness journey. Their names are Leif and Anders from The Vegan Gym, so sit back, get ready to be entertained and educated, and enjoy the interview. I'll see you guys on the other side. Dude, what is that crazy, like, scientific, like, stuff in the background that I'm seeing? <laughs> All that stuff on the wall, you look like, like, mad scientists. Oh, this stuff? We're making yeah. a formula. Yeah. You're making a formula? Uh -oh. It was a uh, brainstorming session. We actually have, uh, Dude, if you, you look around our, this room, we have uh, those sheets of paper plastered all over the walls what, what's no that, way what's that horror movie where uh the guy like it, i think it's uh jim carrey he like writes all these see that's why oh yeah, yeah 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 
But he like writes all these things all over the walls. That's what our uh, apartment looks uh, like. That's like the number twenty three or something. Yes, yeah. yes, that's yeah. it. The number twenty three. <laughs> I saw that movie, and that's like such a non traditional Jim Carrey movie. I'm like, oh, what's right. going on here? Right. Yeah. We, we totally actually uh, were on a Jim Carrey bingeathon with our uncle while we were in Colorado. <laughs> oh was, yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. What's your fa- what's your favorite Jim Carrey movie? Dude, that's a tough that's uh, a tough question, man. I don't know. I think I'm I'm gonna have to go with Dumb and Dumber. Like it's just, yeah, it's just classic. Too good. <laughs> classic, yeah. I really like the uh, Ace Ventura movies. The, okay, the, those yeah. are my favorite. There are some yeah. just golden scenes out of that, but overall, I, it's I a mean, pretty stupid movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's his. That's basically kind of his. Uh, that's his mo. But yeah. I, I don't think his. I don't think his movies are as quite as stupid as like Adam Sandler. Like, <laughs> like no, Adam you, Sandler no. even has him beat. <laughs> right, yeah, that's embarrassing. I um, I saw a like the Water Boy. <laughs> no, the Water Boy is actually good. It is a good movie. That is I a do. good I, movie. I love the Water Boy. Yeah, but he has like some movies that are just absolutely trash. Like uh, I don't know the Cobbler. Uh, I don't even know if I've ever seen that. I don't know <laughs> if it's called the Cobbler, but he's a cobbler in it. Um, there are just a, f- a few movies where it's just like so stupid, like Grown Ups. I don't know stuff oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, that's like, stupid. <laughs> insanely <laughs> stupid. But but uh yeah, the water boys like um I don't know, that's a like classic just uh stupid but but kind of well made movie. It's it's great, man. <laughs> hey, hey water boy. Water sucks. Gatorade's better. Yeah, that's uh, my that's my j- line. Just the 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 sound effect he makes when he's charging them. <laughs> I feel I don't even want to like mimic it because it's so yeah. like mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Wow. Uh, but Anders and Leif, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. This has been a long time coming. It has yeah, been a long time dude, going. It, it, how long has it been? It's been it's been literally months since we've been trying to find a schedule that works for us. <laughs> it has, yeah. Well, I was supposed to come out and visit you guys. When was that? Um, dude, I think that was like May uh, or April. It was either May or June, yeah. And um, you guys were you guys were putting the finishing touches on the book, and yeah. so you were super busy. And I was like, yeah, Dad, you got you got to get that done. Right. Yeah, it's just been one thing after another this summer, but um, we're finally, I mean, things are actually, it kind of feels like things are picking up now, <laughs> oddly yeah. enough, but uh, we have kind of this uh, kind of little period now where we can uh, do some stuff like this. So great to uh, be on the show. Yeah, for sure, man. I forget how we initially got connected, actually, but you guys are from um, South Central Pennsylvania, which is where I'm originally from. I mean, we lived... The town that I grew up in is maybe about 45 minutes from where you guys yeah. are. So it's a shame that I lived there for so many years and, and didn't know about your existence. And then yeah, finally, like, when I move away to Pittsburgh, it's like, oh, there's these awesome vegan guys who are into <laughs> lifting and all these other things that I am who are so close. And yet right. I just moved away. Yeah. yeah. So I, you were around the uh, Harrisburg area, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I went to Lancaster like plenty of times, like just to go down there to whatever like go to a restaurant or see friends so i was in the area a lot and it's yeah like i said it's not far it's like 45 minutes so yeah right well eventually we'll get together and get a lift in and eat some delicious yeah. vegan food yes <laughs> oh man don't tempt me that's the thing everyone i i have an interview with on the show i'm just like oh i gotta come visit like you know so like i had an interview with uh, right. Derek mckenzie a guy from vancouver um 
British Columbia. And he was like, oh, you got to come out sometime. I'm like, dude, don't tempt me. Like, I have been known <laughs> to just buy a plane ticket on a whim. So, yeah. Well, the beauty of it is you're only like, what, three hours away? So we can make that happen. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. And I, and I have an open room here if you guys ever want to come out this way and, you know, make some yeah. make some good content. So. Oddly Definitely. enough, we've uh, I've only been to Pittsburgh I think once. I've never. So I have never been like, to Pittsburgh. <laughs> even though we're pretty close and it's like a major city, uh, we haven't really been out there. So uh, we got to get you guys out, man. We got we got some good vegan state, food man. and <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful city. I like it here for sure. Yeah, but um, no, like I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember how we got connected. Is it just one of those like uh? I think we just crossed paths. I think you yeah. and I talked on uh, Instagram one day, and we yeah. kind of just like said, I, and then I ended up booking a call, and we just like talked for yeah. a little bit and connected, yeah. and just to say what's up, and we kind of just grew from there. And yeah, for sure. When, I think that's how it went. I think I yeah. just saw maybe one of your, I don't know if you guys run sponsored ads or not on Instagram, but I'm, I'm maybe just it was organically yeah. that I saw one of your posts, and I was like, oh, who are these guys? And then finding out you guys are from Lancaster I was like oh I definitely got to follow them so yeah. Um, but yeah no glad glad we're connected and um you guys create some awesome content and I'm excited to be able to share what you guys do with all the listeners because you have some really amazing stuff and we're going to talk about your book today that you just put out because I did read that recently for my 75 hard challenge that was one of my books that I read and it was awesome it was like super to the point but just like very digestible but also really good information in there so i'm excited to talk about the book um hopefully get some people interested in that as well but awesome i want to start a little bit with first of all okay your names are leif and anders and just for anyone who's listening i'm yeah. probably thinking they're what, like what the hell? what nationality are you guys <laughs> yeah we should probably uh spell that so yeah my name is leif and that's l-e-i-f and uh and, and I'm Anders, A-N-D-E-R-S, and we're uh, 50% Norwegian. <laughs> yeah, so our whole dad's side is Norwegian, and uh, if we were living in Norway, those would be very common names, but... It would be like Andrew uh, in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not the case in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, or yeah. any place in uh, the U.S. for that matter. Yeah, that's funny. You hear names like that, and you're just like, wow, it's, it's so exotic. And then, like, in, yeah. like, that person's home country, it's like, John. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> that's Yeah, funny. well, that's very do, much do the you case. Guys, like, do you guys, like, speak Norwegian or anything like that? Dude, I like, wish. Heritage? And, no, like, we, we don't. We don't speak Norwegian, and we haven't been to Norway, but that that's, like, two things on my bucket list. I would, I would uh, like to learn a little bit and visit... Uh, or native lands, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to start, you got to link up with uh, John and Leo Venus and just, yes. you know, get some yeah. lessons from yeah. them. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Um, I think I would love to learn Norwegian, but it's not, uh, it's not like a highly like practical language to learn. Like if of I course, were to learn a course. language, like I, um, I got pretty uh, close to being fluent in Spanish uh, throughout school. Uh, like that's a pretty uh, useful language. Uh, if I were to go back and really kind of try to learn a language, it would probably be Mandarin, just because that's so yeah, like highly uh, kind of applicable. But for sure, um, yeah, Norwegian, like it would be cool, but it doesn't really fall into that category. So I the, think the only uh, thing that we know what to say is uh, "tak famaten," <laughs> which is uh, "thank you for the food" at the end of dinner. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Our grandmother all you, all you always need to learn made how to say that. is like I'm vegan and just like yeah, exactly. no animal products. <laughs> right. Yeah, well I went to uh Italy and um Switzerland like this was uh, a year and a half ago and that was basically all I learned. 
and yeah. and uh, that that pretty much got me around. <laughs> that's I still awesome. ate. I I basically just ate like fried potatoes in Switzerland because that's basically all they have <laughs> for like oh. vegan food. So it's like a week straight of just like fried potato mash, and it was uh, pretty miserable. <laughs> Some but the people country do that is absolutely as like a beautiful. cleanse. You ever see like the potato diet or cleanse <laughs> right. or whatever? Yeah, like, yeah. But the problem is this was just like. It was mostly oil. And it was was against your will. Yeah. Just like deep fried potatoes. Yeah. By the end uh, of the whole trip, I was just like craving salad. Like that's all I wanted to eat was just like straight greens. How funny is that? Like I remember being on tour when I was in a band and just eating just Taco Bell every day. And I got to the point where I'm just like, I am craving raw spinach. Yeah. Like, I just want raw <laughs> like, spinach like straight to my dome right, right now. Like, <laughs> and, and I like spinach, but that's probably like the only time that's ever truly happened to me where I was like, I want nothing else right now besides a salad. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. That's Which so is funny. pretty rare, but yeah. I do eat a lot of salad. <laughs> Well, guys, let's get into it here. Uh, I start off all my interview podcasts with a very deep question, and I don't know if you guys looked at these notes or not. Some people don't like to look at the notes. They were like, I want a more genuine, authentic experience and just go off the top of my head. And then I ask these questions, and they're like, um. <laughs> See, I, I like doing that, but I, I was too curious. I had to take a, a gander at those yeah. questions of yours. <laughs> at least yeah. get an idea. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to start with, um, what is your mission statement for life? And, and you guys can answer this collectively because I know what it is collectively, um, but maybe individually, however you guys want to do it. What is your mission statement for life? What do you want to do here for the earth while you're here and alive? You want to so, go first or me? Um, or do we just, it's essentially the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I can, I guess I, I can go first. So um, basically my mission in life is to fulfill my full potential. And uh, that's a very kind of broad statement, but it really kind of encapsulates everything that I want to accomplish. So um, I have lots and lots of kind of sub goals to that and kind of submissions, uh, if, if you'd call them that. But basically, it's just to um, do my part to really uh, give everything to the planet, to the animals, to um to the environment, to the world that I possibly can. And I firmly believe that the best way that I can do that is through uh, the work that we're doing in um, in our business and uh, just helping to transform uh, kind of vegans' lives and uh, help them to achieve kind of the body and life that they want to um, to have because that's going to have kind of a ripple effect in, across um, the world. So I firmly believe that um, the more we can prove to other people that vegans can be healthy and fit, the more veganism will spread and grow. So that's kind of been my main mission and um, kind of also I want to uh, help vegans to feel more confident, more empowered, more um, more uh, kind of willing to put themselves out there and challenge the status quo. So um, I think that's a long-winded answer, but <laughs> essentially it, it comes down to fulfilling my potential in kind of helping other people f- fulfill their potentials and uh, really just make the world a better place. Yeah. Nice. It, well, mine is obviously pretty much the exact same, but I'll put in my words. Um, I just want to make uh, an impact that 
continues to impact people after I'm not uh, not alive. You know, it's like I want it to continue to grow. And that's essentially what Leif was saying, reaching your full potential. I think that goes hand in hand. And uh, that's ultimately the same mission that we have with our business. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, making an impact for yeah. sure. Yeah, what's the, the, the business, the mission statement is helping millions yeah. of vegans. Yeah. Our goal is to help one million vegans get into the best shape of their life. Yeah. There, there it is, there it and, is. And I think on the surface uh, that might sound perhaps a little shallow, like, oh yeah, help a million vegans like get abs or something. It's like, yeah, that's uh, not necessarily the ab thing, but just getting to better shape. It's like that brings kind of more confidence, more feelings of um, uh, kind of ability, like I can do this and I can do anything in my life. So mm. that's kind of one part of that. But the other part, as I said, is like, uh, showing other people that vegans can be super healthy and fit. And as vegans, we know that, but I think it's um, it's it's been really important in my life to demonstrate that to others. And I've seen a huge impact in uh, me transforming my body, kind of having an effect on the people around me. And they start asking questions like, wow, like how, how do you build muscle on a vegan diet? Or uh, what kind of foods do you eat? Or I'm trying to start like cutting out dairy or I'm trying to cut out red meat or something. Like how do I start incorporating more protein sources? Like all of those questions are steps in the right direction. And it can seem like those are small changes in just kind of around you. But when millions of vegans are doing it at the same time, it's like that will have a monumental effect. Yeah. yeah, it's basically like creating a million walking billboards. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's so crazy because uh, some people still just really don't understand that you can be healthy and you can be fit um, on, on the vegan diet. And just the other day, I shouldn't have even responded, but I felt like I had to on Facebook. You know, I was in a comment thread, of course. And um, someone was just like, yeah, if you go vegan within, you know, two or three years, you're going to lose all your muscle mass because your body is going to be starving to like do. I don't know. Like that is just, ridiculous. just the most ridiculous claim. And so like I went on there and of course I had to flex on them. So I'm like posting these pictures of like, you know, like all my muscle. I'm just like, dude, that's just simply not true. I've been vegan for seven years. Like this is yeah. me right now. And he was like, and then he tried to say that like I was like an outlier. I'm just like no, like <laughs> yeah, they you say know, you're like, an outlier. They say that you're like sneaking meat on the side or something. Yeah, it's like, like ridiculous or, things. Or it's, it's like, like first, steroids. it's like first, it's like nobody, <laughs> nobody will be able to maintain muscle mass after these two years. Like oh hey dude, I've been vegan seven years. Here I am. Well, you're an outlier. Like yeah, <laughs> what? Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, that's why kind of our um, kind of the catchphrase for kind of our mission has become challenge the status quo. And uh, that might be a little cliche, um, but that that's kind of the the embodiment of what we are really trying to accomplish. Like like challenging the status quo, showing people that what they've believed in the past is not real, and they need to kind of uh, kind of reinvent those ideas in their mind and kind of uh, open their minds to. Uh, 
potentially a new reality like yes you can yeah. be super healthy and fit as a vegan and um and that works for uh for anybody if you have kind of the right approach and you really um you really uh kind of put in the work and and make it happen sure Yep, 100% agree. Well, you guys are obviously very passionate about helping vegans and the vegan lifestyle. So why don't you go ahead and just share, you know, briefly your stories of of how you came to the vegan lifestyle. I know that Leif, you have a pretty interesting um, way that that you came about it. Um, but why don't you both go ahead and just share your stories? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you go first, Leif, since yeah. I like piggyback off yours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, it was about six years ago uh, when I was actually six years ago this month uh, that I was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer. And um, I was heading into my senior year of college and I was, um, I just felt like everything in my life was going well. I was about to graduate at the top of my class. I had a, uh, a girlfriend, great friends, like everything was just, I had like my, my job lined up already and stuff, like everything was going well. And then um, kind of my life completely flipped upside down. And I was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer called Langerhans cell histiocytosis. And kind of through that process, it really kind of, reshaped um my thoughts on health and and really um the you know the medical community as a whole and and really um it 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 didn't uh it didn't really kind of align with uh what i what i was originally thinking when i kind of faced that diagnosis so i was thinking hey i'm i'm really healthy i was kind of into fitness before that and I was thinking you know what I'm really healthy I'm eating like lean meats I'm eating my vegetables I'm going to the gym uh, five six days a week like I'm doing what I should be doing and then everything kind of flipped upside down and I discovered kind of a whole new reality and kind of facing that um, that uh, traumatic diagnosis and um, I ended up uh, having surgery to remove uh, a tumor and um, I had I went through just a few weeks of hell after that uh, where they ultimately determined that the cancer didn't have a uh, the time to spread so um, I just had a, a single instance of uh, this this cancer and it was uh, surgically removed and then they my oncologists uh, kind of pushed me to um, to to do chemo and radiation and uh, to just go kind of like the conventional uh, kind of medical route and um, it just didn't make any sense to me like blasting your body with like harmful chemicals and just poisoning your body to try to become healthier like it didn't make any sense to me so that really kind of pushed me to do my research and uh, look into kind of holistic health and uh, and I just kind of really discovered the power of nutrition and uh, I uh, soon thereafter, I went plant-based and uh, just started to incorporate uh, things like um, lots of uh, green juices, and um, I was doing like all of these different uh, kind of holistic uh, kind of healing processes to to try to ensure that this would never happen again. Um, and uh, yeah, I I have not uh, I kind of 
had to go through any similar experience in the last five years. And uh, soon after that, I went vegan and kind of that really opened me up to um, kind of even more about kind of how uh many parts of the world are kind of backwards in kind of how they approach uh, things like diet and um, uh, like our lifestyle, uh, things like uh, clothing or how we just um, are destroying our planet and stuff like that. So learning more about plant-based nutrition and then kind of transitioning to a vegan lifestyle, that's um, that's kind of my experience and what I went through. So, uh, yeah, it all started with a cancer diagnosis. And um, while that was really kind of a traumatic thing to go through, uh, I was just 21 years old at the time, and that was uh, hugely traumatic. But in in hindsight, like I would I wouldn't change that for anything. Like that set me on a completely new course where I'm now healthier. I'm more fit. I've helped tons of people kind of, uh, transition to kind of a healthy fit lifestyle as well. And I just feel, uh, so much more fulfilled and kind of in, uh, and connected with, um, our world. Yeah. And like, uh, his, his journey that he went through, um, I wouldn't be on my own journey if it wasn't, uh, without life, you know, um, I, I was in the United States Marine Corps, and when I was deplo- deployed in 2015, this is when it all was like coming about for for Leif. And uh, my family didn't like kind of kept it from me, and I didn't really hear about everything that was going on and ac- until after the deployment and when I got out of the military. And uh, I actually moved in with Leif, and so within the first year of li- living with Leif, he. Uh, I kind of like heard bits and pieces from my parents and Leif never really uh, talked about it in depth because obviously that's a traumatic event. You don't really want to talk about that type of thing. And so uh, he was just telling me, he was like, you need to go, you need to go vegan, man. Like you need to do that. <laughs> he, he kept on saying like, dude, why are you eating that meat? And I'm just like, yeah, meat and potatoes. This is exactly what I need to do. This is how you get big. You got to eat big to get big type of thing. I had like the the worst mentality when it came to fitness from the Marine Corps, um, and so anyway, he he kept on like pushing me and pushing me, and the more that I was hearing about what Leif went through, the more that I was kind of like digging deep into me, and I was like, well, he went from eating meat and potatoes or eat healthy, clean eating by eating meats, and now he's eating plants and he's still staying, staying super fit. He's still accomplishing his goals and stuff like that. And I was like, well, maybe there's something to that. And that was just like one of those thoughts that I just put in the back of my head, you know, it's like, oh, that can't be true type of thing. Uh, but I would, like, I just constantly was thinking about these different things and uh, Leif eventually, I don't know how long was it, like a year or so it took you to get me. That was about a year. He, he <laughs> challenged, he challenged me to go vegetarian. I, and I was just like, you know what, dude, I am so tired of you telling me what to do. It's like, <laughs> I will do it and I'll prove to you like what you cannot, like, it's not possible to thrive on this. Yeah. And so I went, uh, vegetarian and I did that for a whole year. And within that year by eating as much as I wanted, uh, like I didn't have any restrictions except not even eating meat. I went from 194 at 59 to 170 
um, in in that year by just just living having a healthy lifestyle, following a vegetarianism, and I was like, oh, there's there's something to this. I was like, oh, well, like I'm seeing ads for the first time. I was like, I'm feeling good. My energy's higher. Um, and so you got sh- like, so you got shredded up. It's not that you necessarily like got lost weight and got skinny. Like you were getting like right. I, like I was shredding up, and I saw the abs that I would have been trying for for the four years I was in the military. I was like, wow, this what is happening to me right now? It's like this this can't be the plants, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I followed vegetarianism for a year, and uh, I committed to. Um, I forget even what year it was. I think it was 2017. Um, I committed to my first bodybuilding show. And that's when I committed to going full vegan is for that prep. And so um, that's kind of how I went. Sorry, I wouldn't even say full vegan at the time. I would say plant-based. And so after that competition, I started really uh, educating myself, watching documentaries, learning different things and uh, I really latched on to the animal cruelty side of things and I, I just I couldn't have it and uh, I was just fortunate I'm just glad that I wasn't eating any animal products at the time but that's when I was really like you know what there's a lot more to this and I want others to see what I see and follow the journey that I have followed and so all thanks to Leif, I'm, I'm here and I'm vegan and we're just challenging the status quo, man. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Leif. Yeah, exactly. Appreciate it. <laughs> I haven't no, actually, actually thanked like... him yet. <laughs> yeah, that was my well, first thank you. Go. <laughs> is, this, is this the first thank you on the show here on the Vegan yeah. Man podcast? You heard it here first, guys. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so when did this become a passion for you guys? Because obviously you have the vegan gym now. Um, for those that may not know, what is the vegan gym and, and when did that start and when did this kind of become this passion for you guys that you have now? Yeah, so the the vegan gym is kind of our vehicle for helping those million people, helping those million vegans to get into the best shape of their lives. And uh, really just uh, setting in motion kind of that ripple effect that I was talking about earlier where you change your body, you change your life, other people see that. And just like Andres saw me kind of going through that thing, you start affecting other people, you start changing their life, and you start um, kind of setting them on a new course. So... Um, I, so I've been vegan for, uh, a little over five years now and, um, kind of in the first two years or so I got, uh, kind of a lot of crap from my friends and I, it was all joking. Like I've got great friends, but, um, I would hear jokes kind of from my friends in the gym, stuff like that. And, uh, and there was this, um, uh, one day where uh, I was hitting this workout and um, and a guy who I didn't really know came up to me. He was a friend of a friend. He came up to me and uh, after I hit this one lift, he's like, he's like, dude, are you vegan? And I was like, yeah, actually I am vegan. He's like, and he kind of looked down at the weight and he's like, dude, not bad for a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, kind of after he said that, I, I realized that um, kind of, I could spread my message kind of through fitness and help people uh, kind of transform their health and fitness. So um, I ended up uh, kind of the first 
thing that I made was uh, this t-shirt that said not bad for a vegan and I just made like I, I think I made five of them and I just started wearing them around like going to the gym and stuff and people just thought it was hilarious <laughs> like they would uh, they would be like dude are you really vegan and uh, and they'd be like oh that that shirt's hilarious like that's that's awesome and uh, it helped because I was building muscle at that time so I felt like I could actually wear that shirt and kind of pull it off so that was kind of a really cool experience and um, it showed me that uh, kind of I could communicate uh, the vegan message kind of through fitness in a way that um, that I hadn't really seen uh, before. Like I, I had started seeing, started following people online who were like into uh, vegan fitness. Um, and uh, and kind of discovering the world of vegan bodybuilding, and it's grown a lot in the last five years. But like just just seeing that other people were kind of going through that, I I realized, hey, like this is what I'm passionate about too, and I want to kind of make my contribution to uh, kind of this world of vegan fitness and to help vegans. Uh, challenge the status quo walk around wearing a not bad for a vegan shirt and have people like uh, like uh, laugh not in like a demeaning way but in like oh that's awesome like right. uh, are you really vegan and just like open up those conversations and really uh, kind of communicate veganism in in a uh, kind of non-threatening way because right. up until that point I had only seen veganism uh, kind of uh, through uh, like ethical demonstrations and stuff like that and um, I have nothing wrong with those at all like I think that's awesome and for some people like that's their kind of strong suit in, um, in how they communicate uh, kind of taking more of the ethical approach but for me, I kind of fused my passion for fitness with my growing passion for vegan nutrition. And, uh, and that's what really uh, started to kind of grow into this side project. So it started with um, that t-shirt, not bad for a vegan. Uh, that was uh, the first thing that uh, kind of I started uh, selling and kind of doing online. And then um, it just grew into a, uh, a business and I, uh, struggled a while with the name and um, I was I was gonna I had uh, this notebook with um, I'm I must have had at least 500 names on it like different words that I wanted to like combine and and uh, just make into uh, kind of uh, this this kind of side hustle at the time and um, the one word pretty obvious vegan and uh, the other word I was trying to like fuse together vegan and fitness in some way and find a, uh, a domain that was available that I didn't have to pay 10 grand for or whatever <laughs> <laughs> like that th those prices get ridiculous it's oh, like yeah. uh, you buy oh, yeah. one domain and then you buy it for like 15 bucks and then you try to flip it for like 15,000 <laughs> it's like doesn't yeah. make any sense <laughs> but I was trying to find one that was available and uh, and I found the vegangym.com and I was like you know what that is it that's uh, short and simple um, the only thing that I would change about that is um, is that we get asked all the time like oh sweet you own a gym where's yeah, where's yeah. Yeah. Where are you physically located at? Yeah, it's like, where's your gym at? I want to come visit. And we're like, oh, it's an online gym. We do online training and stuff. And uh, eventually, I we're pretty sure we're going to have an in like oh, a, we a have, physical we gym. We have to have a physical gym now. Yes. Uh, but, Let's uh, go. 
but yeah, that's a few years down the road. But anyways, that's um, uh, that's kind of how it came about, and that was uh, about three years ago now. Yeah. That's fantastic. I wish I would have thought more about my name. Like the vegan manly man, like sometimes I'm just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like what well, is my name? Dude, it but gets now, a point across though. Yeah, it does. And like now I think it actually kind of works because it's more of like an ironic like play on like what actually is a man. And I'm kind of like doing all the opposite things of like what yeah. a man. So it's just kind of like a ha, gotcha. Like, <laughs> yeah, but no, exactly, man, man. I, I really well, it's like, like that. redefining manliness and I yeah. think that's or, or yeah. masculinity and I think that's For sure. um I think that's really important. That's an important conversation because it's not uh um yeah, I I, I think it's a great name. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that could man, be a I'm, conversation <laughs> that lasts hours. Dude. Yeah, there, yeah we could have gone so down a rabbit things, hole, but it's a good name. There's so many things that could last hours in conversation, trust me, but no, nah, I really like that, man, how that stemmed from the t-shirt. I love those t-shirts, by the way. I still, I think last time I yeah. went to get one, maybe you guys were sold out, but um, it's, I, I still need to get one of those because I yeah. think it's awesome. But yeah, man, it's just like a non-threatening way to get the conversation open. It happens with me all the time. I have a, a vegan tattoo on my forearm and it's a skull and instead of like crossbones, it's carrots. Oh yeah. Um, and oh, it says vegan, it says vegan badass. for life on it. Yeah. <laughs> and so like people ask me, it just happened just yesterday. I was at a restaurant and someone was like, man, I've never seen like, like that vegan tattoo with like a skull and carrots. And that guy ended up being vegan and we had a great conversation, but I get it from people who aren't vegan. They're just like, are you really vegan? How long have you been vegan? And right. it's just immediately it gets people who are interested about it to like come up to you and ask questions. So like it gets those people who are just like maybe wouldn't have otherwise said anything about it. And now it gives them a chance to be like, oh, like, hey, you're a vegan. You're lifting this heavy weight. Like, yeah, let me come exactly. talk to you, you know. So right. it's I think that's great. Um, yeah. And I think there are a lot there are a lot of shirts. Uh, some are non-threatening. They'll just say like vegan on them or something. Uh, others will be like I uh, or I'm vegan because like I'm I'm not a jerk and you are something kind of like yeah. along those lines where it just I feel like that kind of rubs people the wrong way and it's not I going wanted, to set you up for a good conversation. Yeah, I wanted sure. <laughs> I wanted I really like the idea of kind of using self-deprecating humor to actually kind of turn the conversation around and open them up to a conversation about veganism instead of immediately closing them off by right. saying either directly or passively like you're a jerk because you're not vegan. Yeah. No, I love <laughs> because it. Because I've Seriously. been there too. And if yep. someone came up to me with a shirt like that, I would have punched him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so feisty. Uh, yeah. Well, that was years and years ago. I'm <laughs> We've changed since then. Yeah, we have We've done changed. a little bit of growing. Yeah. Cool. So, man, you guys help people get into the best shapes of their lives. Vegans get into the best shapes of their lives um, with the vegan gym. You guys have, I know, some online courses and I do, you do some one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. Yep. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. And then you recently just released a book, um, Vegan Fat Shredding Secrets. First of all, I read it. And like I said in the beginning, it was part of my 75 hard um, book list. Awesome. And I was so excited to get it in the mail just everything about it just the cover just first of all you're, you're absolutely shredded on the cover man like <laughs> uh, like even as lean as i got during my challenge i'm just like dude like for how lean he got i know that that was like a struggle at the end because yeah. you were like you had to be at least what like five or six percent body fat on that dude i was yeah, there for, i was there for his photo shoot and he was not in a good mood whatsoever yeah no, you're probably so deprived <laughs> That uh, the face that I have on that cover was uh, pretty true to uh, my feelings at the time. <laughs> it's authentic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, the book, you know, basically 
covers, um, you know, how to lose body fat. And I think that's very important. It's not how to lose weight. It's how yeah. to lose body fat. And, and you put it in a very simple and easy to understand way. And, and you have some formulas in the book and you kind of go through everything that you need to go through. Um, talk a little bit about the book. You know, what if somebody's listening to this now and they're like, man, I want to lose fat. I'm a vegan. What can they expect if they get this book from you? And, and why is it different from the other fitness books that are out there right now? Yeah, so um, kind of the main thing that they can expect to get from it is uh, our vegan fat shredding formula, which really serves as kind of the foundation for uh, everything we do with our one-on-one -on -one clients uh, to help them to shred fat. Uh, so uh, the formula, and this is kind of also what separates it from all other fitness books. Like most fitness books, most of the fitness industry is focused on what I call strategy. So they're focused on diet and training and uh, how can I optimize my diet to shred body fat faster? How can I uh, like optimize my training plan to shred fat more quickly? Like how can I kind of pull all of this stuff together uh, in terms of like my strategy to just get results as quickly as possible? And uh, there's definitely a lot to be said for strategy, like your strategy really, really matters. You have to have the right diet and the right training program to achieve optimal results. But the issue that so many people have, uh, I'll give you a good example, like um, the in the weight loss industry, the main issue is that is, is not that people don't lose weight, it's that people don't. Uh, don't keep it off after they lose it. Like they end up like gaining the weight back or something. That's because they focused on achieving a short-term goal. They didn't focus on kind of building a lasting lifestyle, like focused on lasting transformation. So um, that's that's why uh, kind of we developed this formula that combines two other aspects to kind of the um, this formula that really that's what separates people who achieve short term results or really struggle to achieve results. Uh, it, it separates those people from people who actually achieve lasting transformation, like transforming their lives and uh, kind of creating a new lifestyle. So the other two pieces are strat our uh, accountability and mindset so once you combine kind of the right mindset and surround yourself by the right people like bring in accountability having all three of those together strategy mindset and accountability that's what accomplishes lasting transformation so it's not about hey what is the best diet for shredding fat hey what's the best training program for shredding fat it's how can i uh how can i kind of create the mindset and establish the accountability around me that really kind of uh, helps me to accomplish my ideal physique and kind of my my fitness lifestyle. Like how do I really put that into practice? Like that's what's, that I think that's what is so, um, so lacking in the fitness industry and that's really uh, kind of the main focus that we have in our uh, in this book in uh, in, our in our coaching programs yeah. and in our business as a whole nice i like that so so what actually is i know you actually laid out in the book the formula yeah so yeah so what is the formula what is the formula okay so so the formula is uh first of all you have to get your mindset right like 
having a um, we call it a warrior mindset. I I actually didn't call it that in the book, but having a warrior mindset where you are 100% invested in transforming your body and life and you're not going to wake up at 5 a.m. and say, hey, I don't feel like going to the gym today. Like that is no longer, uh, that's no longer part of your identity. And when we talk about mindsets, um, as you read in the book, like I, I went deep into how you kind of cultivate your uh, what I call ultimate identity like the person you want to become with the body physique and health that you really want to have in your life and uh, once you kind of get really clear on what that looks like for you that's when you can start the process of transformation that's when you can fully um, just kind of invest yourself and fully commit to that process of transformation. So that's the first part. The second part is strategy, having the right strategy, the right diet and the right training. Uh, and uh, of course, as I said, that's really important. If you don't have that, you're not going to achieve results. But I would argue if you don't have uh, if you don't have all three of these things, strategy, mindset, and accountability, then you won't achieve lasting fitness results. You can achieve short-term results with the right um, with the right strategy, but those will not be long-term lasting results. So that first part is mindset. The second part is uh, strategy, and specifically when we're talking about fat loss, uh, you need to maintain a caloric deficit, meaning that you're consuming less calories than you burn every day. That is the only way that you can possibly shred body fat, regardless of what anyone else tells you. Um, so that's kind of the most important part. And then also uh, training with heavy weights. So we're big into heavy compound weightlifting, not doing tons of cardio. Uh, I explain in detail in the book why that is. Uh, and the third part is maintaining a high protein intake, focusing on macronutrients instead of calories even though calories are really important as well. So just maintaining a high protein intake, lifting heavy weights, and uh, making sure that you're maintaining a caloric deficit. So that's the strategy part. And then the last part is accountability, surrounding yourself with the right people, the right group to really um, kind of support you, encourage you, and uh, push you to really accomplish your goals and to achieve your potential in fitness and beyond. So that's that's pretty much the formula. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, so warrior mindset plus strategy plus accountability. Exactly. Equals long-term lasting vegan fitness results. Yes. Or exactly. fitness results, just general yes. fitness results. I feel like you could apply that. I mean, vegan or not, but Right. Yeah, that's a funny thing. So the the book is like um like it's it's designed for vegans, but most of that most of the stuff in the book is applicable to anyone regardless of their diet or lifestyle. Yeah, and 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 just I th you could apply that to anything that you want to change in your life, not just not just getting in shape. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so if you have a if you have a warrior mindset and, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of an example right now. I'm I'm basically I anything, can't think of like anything but in your career, in your relationships, there you go. anything yeah. when you're combining kind of the right mindset with a strategy and uh, accountability, you can achieve lasting results in any area of your life. 
And we say all the time, uh, fitness is a catalyst for life transformation. And mm, uh, when you that. transform your body, uh, a, a funny thing happens. Your life starts to follow in, in uh, kind of the footsteps of uh, how your body is transforming and your life starts transforming as well. So I firmly believe that, um, that when you kind of get your fitness right, the rest of your life will fall into line. And I know you go into depth with these um, these segments of the formula in the book and show people how they can apply it to their life and apply it to their transformation. So um, where, where can people pick up your book at? Yeah, so uh, you can go to veganshredding.com. So that's S-H-R-E-D-D-I-N-G. So veganshredding.com. There you go. Highly recommend it, guys. Seriously, like I said, I read this book and I loved it. I think you guys will, too, especially for anyone who wants to lose fat um, and, and get shredded. But even like we said, if you just want to transform any area of your life, you can really apply the principles here. So, yeah, check it out. That is the secret formula. Do you guys have the secret formula for the Krabby Patty, too? While we're at uh, it, uh, it's tofu. Uh, <laughs> yes, it, it has to be made with tofu. So, so I think that's uh, kind of the main main I think, secret. I think, uh, I think they had it wrong. It should be tofu patty, not Krabby patty. There you go. Yeah. Well, there they they need to uh, cover up the secret formula by calling it something else. Oh, by, that's true. By kind of pushing people off. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that'd be such a that'd be such an awesome plot twist. Just like you yeah. find out at the end of the day, it's just tofu. Like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you find out that all of, uh, was it Bikini Bottom? They're all vegan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I, I had to throw that one in there. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, let's talk about um, let's talk about your triathlon. You guys just got back from a trip to Colorado, and you did a triathlon. And I think, first of all, I think it's just super interesting. Well, first of all, congratulations. Um, Thanks, thank dude. You. Yeah, but, but secondly, I think it's just like, it's a little ironic. It, I feel like it may be doing a triathlon, which is just full of like, you know, endure, like cardio endurance. Yeah. It's, it's going against the, the loyalty to your gains. Yeah. So why did you guys decide to sign up for that event? Well, we kind of both had different, different, uh, reasons for signing up for the the iron man but uh, the first off the the idea of it came up from our father he he wanted us to you you did one with him what seven years ago yeah eight years ago eight years ago and he brought it up to me and he was like hey you you got you want to do a half iron man and at the first time i was exactly like you, the way that you would uh, think about it jake and i was like oh hell no like that sounds terrible <laughs> i was like um uh, you're you're crazy dad and so i i thought about it for a while and uh, I kind of just came to a re realization it's like I'm all about like, like Leif said we talk about uh, your your mentality and I am all for building mental strength and I knew that if I put in my, myself in a position where uh, I was doing the things I absolutely hate, which is one, uh, my biggest thing that I hate is running um, <laughs> and, and I was like if I put myself into a triathlon where the last thing you have to do is run a half marathon. I was like, you know what? I can't imagine what I could build mentally from this race. And so that's kind of what I latched onto, but um, this kind of, it kind of like morphed into something else too. Uh, like we, we talked about uh, like the hybrid athlete, you know, yeah. and like you want to prove what is possible. And yeah. Leif can talk about more like that about that because that's kind of how he was looking at this half Ironman. But yeah, for 
to start when I first uh, really got into the half Ryan man, I wanted to really just build up my mental strength. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm um, kind of prepping for this changed my uh, kind of perception on um, on gains and cardio like uh, I think that you can actually have both of them and uh, and you might I don't I'm not entirely convinced that you can optimize both of them at the same time I'm kind of feeling like you can't do that kind of to a hundred percent. Uh, but I think you can get a solid 85, 90% uh, kind of in both directions. So you're not going to be setting world records in powerlifting and then going and doing um, a full Ironman. You're not going to be finishing a full Ironman in the top 10 and then uh, going and deadlifting 500 pounds. Like that stuff is not going to happen. Right. But what he was saying. He mentioned uh, hybrid athleticism, which is a a phrase, uh, as far as I'm aware, that was coined by a guy named Chris Gethin. And uh, Chris Gethin is um, the CEO and founder of Caged Muscle. It's a supplement company. Um, and I, I just really kind of love who he is and, and kind of who he stands for and what he stands for. Um, and he was uh, he did a YouTube series on uh, kind of prepping for an Ironman, a and full Ironman, a full Ironman. <laughs> so he did he trained for a full Ironman over a period of six months, and he was he's a big dude. I like, was about to say you need to lay out his stats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually don't know his exact physical stats. I think he's five nine and somewhere in the range of like two twenty. Wow! Um, yeah, and that is a brick. With <laughs> that is with, a brick with abs. So like not like a flabby dude. So this is yeah a brick. That's a that's just uh, the right description for it. And he's just a total beast. And uh, he ended up doing the Ironman. I actually haven't finished the series yet. Uh, I still have a few episodes to go. Uh, but um, I did see like a, a sneak peek of the final episode somewhere. And I think that he got in the range of like 12 hours for the full Ironman, which is uh, which no is small insane. feat. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a seriously good time, especially for a guy with his uh, kind of physical stats. But yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, it's... I think to most people that does seem to go on um, kind of against our loyalty to gains, as you put it. Uh, but I don't think that has to be the case. And um, uh, so that's kind of the first part. But like Anders was talking about, well, the really cool thing about Chris Gethum, he actually uh, gained uh, like gained weight during his prep, right? Yeah, he gained. I think he gained a pound and a half yeah. throughout the Ironman prep. Um, so it wow. is possible. So, so he was. That's and that was his goal. His goal was to not lose muscle mass yeah. while still crushing the Ironman, and he accomplished that. Um, and uh, I'm not sure if he did like a before and after DEXA scan or something. So I'm not sure uh, exactly. I'm um, kind of what the the stats look like precisely, but he definitely didn't lose muscle mass, which is which I thought was pretty awesome. Yeah, so, amazing. yeah, that's um that's kind of the first part. But like what Honors was talking about, I I firmly believe that um, that mental gains are more important than physical gains. Like as you're honing in your mindset and really uh, you're you're crushing things uh, by kind of developing that warrior mindset that we were talking about. That's when um, 
that's when you take your fitness to the next level. And uh, I think that will just continue to fuel gains both uh, in the gym or on the course if you're doing some kind of road race or a triathlon or something like that. So I really think it all comes down to just building mental grit. And uh, usually when you say, oh, I don't want to do that thing or I could never do that, it usually means it'd probably be a good thing for you to do that. <laughs> like if you don't yeah. want to do something, that probably means it's going to push you out of your comfort zone and it's going to be a good thing for you. Yeah. Um, like yeah. obviously there are exceptions to that, but I think uh, as long as you're thinking about like positive things that that just seem really kind of exhausting and grueling and difficult, um, I think uh, kind of pursuing those actively can really uh, hone your mindset and um, kind of cultivate uh, that, that warrior mindset we were talking about definitely i agree definitely because uh i ran the pittsburgh marathon two years ago oh i didn't didn't know that you ran a marathon man yeah yeah that's no small feat it it is no small feat about (laughs) i did about four months of training um i have a i have running experience i did cross country in high school oh cool me too yeah and but i never really um after high school i never really like was big into running so I kind of always had that base, but I mean, like when I started training for the marathon, it was like step one. It was like, I ran a mile and I was just like, whoo, yeah. like, you know, so, um, and doing that and, and my goal was to get under four hours and, um, and I did, I accomplished it. I got three fifty eight thirty one. I think. Oh, was dude, right time. on man. Yeah. yeah good for you. So, but going through that experience, you know, like I, I did lose a little bit of muscle mass, but I also was doing like. I also just didn't lift weights at all, so yeah, and that was kind of, that was kind of my own fault. But um, and I was eating so much that I actually like wasn't even losing like, just like fat in general. I was just like losing. I felt like I was losing a little bit of muscle, but also like not really getting like shredded. It's just, yeah, it was just a weird <laughs> exactly. way. Like right. My point was to just kind of like all right, eat enough to fuel me through these grueling like sixteen mile runs, you know? So yeah. But um, yeah, just going through that experience, just like the, the mental fortitude that I gained out of it. Like if I go through something tough now, like I can think back to like when I was at like mile 23, like I can put myself right back in that moment and remember how I felt at mile 23 and how I felt once I finished it and completed my goal. And, you know, and whatever I'm doing now, I can just be like, OK, listen, you did this hard thing you have the mental grit to get through whatever you're going through right now because you you did it. You did it right, here. Exactly. I did it with my 75 hard challenge when I went, you know, 75 days with literally like not eating like any of the foods that I wanted to eat and working out twice a day. Like yeah. so it's just constantly putting yourself into that position of of building that mental fortitude and understanding that this is going to carry with you through whatever you do in life. And I think the hard part that people fail to grasp is that you have to start with one thing, you know, small and then, and then build on it from there. And you just continuously raise the bar throughout your life. And, um, you know, as humans, we're just always constantly growing and evolving. And I think once you let yourself get into a comfortable place is, you know, kind of when your, your hopes and your dreams die, because if you're not continuously raising the bar in all areas of your life, you know, they're just they're going to eventually end up suffering because the only way to grow is to be uncomfortable you're not going to grow in a comfortable place and yeah. dude do, and, and this is so why slow. we uh connect so well <laughs> you are on the same page on on that whole thing a uh, whole uh segment of mindset man and yeah, it's, it's so awesome true, that you man. continue to build upon it yeah 
Well, again, congratulations, guys. So you did it. It was a it was a half Ironman. Am, yes. am yeah. I correct on that? Okay. So, so the the half Ironman is the uh, one point two mile swim, a fifty six mile bike, and then a half marathon, which is thirteen point one miles. Wow. Yeah. And and that took about how long for you guys? Lay sadly, I, Lay beat me by <laughs> just a little bit. I finished in uh, six hours and fifty four minutes, and okay. I was seven hours and twelve. All right, not too far apart. No. Yeah. Ne- next year I got him. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> yeah, I was watching you guys as you were training for it, and I just thought it was super cool that your fancy little bike with your, uh, I don't know what they're called, the, like the things that you like rest your forearms yeah, on. Yeah, arrow bars. There you go. Right. I call them uh, ant anten- antennas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super interesting. Definitely, definitely. Um, and like the helmets and stuff too that they wear, like it's. Oh yeah, it's, they can get pretty crazy. Like when we got there, um, uh, so we went with uh, one of our past clients, David. And uh, when we went to drop off our bikes, we were some of the last people to do that. So we just see rows and rows of these hundreds and hundreds of bikes. There were over two thousand bikes uh, just lined up uh, in this one little area. And uh, we're thinking, okay, the average bike is probably like $3,000. There are 2,000 bikes here. Uh, there are going to be like a few hundred more by the end of the night. And we're just like, okay, that's a couple million dollars just in like wow. bikes. <laughs> right. Just bikes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, some people go crazy. Like um, I have seen bikes listed for 15 plus thousand dollars. Um, wow. It's just like... <laughs> Yeah, you can buy a car, you can buy a bike, and just get really yeah. good at biking. <laughs> hey, that's how I feel about all my camera gear. I'm like, oh, I could right. buy a car instead, right. but I have cameras. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, but I am I am a professional photographer, so I guess I guess mine is justified yeah, a little re- bit. You have reasoning for it. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. well, some of these guys are professional triathletes, but some of them are just um like retired. Uh, wealthy people right. <laughs> who just yeah. want uh, to shave off an extra minute so they'll spend a few grand to do it yeah <laughs> and just buy your way into a better time yeah <laughs> all right guys i want to go on to a segment here i'm calling this the controversial cut and what i'm going to do is i'm going to list some controversial topics um that are kind of have been trending lately yeah um or just in general and i'm going to give you guys each 30 seconds um so one minute total to share your thoughts on these topics um i got my timer going here so i'll let you know when you need to switch so (laughs) you might get uh, cut off but um, so should we should we start in the same order each time Eh, it doesn't matter whatever okay yeah probably that should be easier just so you guys aren't like wasting the first 10 seconds arguing about who's going first (laughs) i'll go first okay Okay. honors will go first all right honors is up first all right ready gonna have 30 seconds on the clock um what do you think about people going ex-vegan because of health issues so I, I believe that people like when they the, they leave veganism, I, I think it's uh, not an issue with the diet itself. I think it's an issue with the individual, with how they uh, went about uh, veganism or the plant based lifestyle, you know. Um, and so like people saying, I'm, I don't feel I can't build muscle, for instance, and I and I got off and I started eating meat again. It's because uh, it's it's easy to to not get enough uh, like the best way to say this is like it when you think of a vegan diet you think of uh, salad that type of thing that's what people latch on to and then uh, that's what makes a lot of people uh, 
turn away from veganism because that's what they focus on when they're trying to build muscle and whereas they they don't really do the research find the vegan proteins and that's how they can build the vegan muscle all right, Leif. That, that was that was a minute. I gave you twice the amount of time. Oh man, it, dude, no, thirty seconds is not a lot of time. I know. I, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, oh, maybe should I, I should actually give a minute. All right, go ahead, Leif. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to give you a minute. Maybe we'll switch it to a minute. All right. So, um, yeah, I think I uh, I think it has to entirely do with uh, how they approached uh, their lifestyle, how they actually uh, implemented, like. There is a, a difference between saying vegan diet and vegan lifestyle. I always like to say vegan lifestyle because it is a lifestyle. It's not just a diet, but um, but like having a vegan diet, it's like if you do not do that correctly, if you don't uh, get all your nutrients, if you don't um, uh, make sure that you're really uh, kind of eating a, a wholesome uh, diet uh, full of all your micronutrients, macronutrients, and stuff that uh, that you really just need to thrive, then, um, then that can present issues regardless of what you're eating, whether it's plants or animal products. So um, I think I, I firmly believe that everybody can thrive on uh, a vegan diet if they do it correctly. Perfect. I think that, wow, was, that was a minute. That too. was right on the dot. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That was, one, that was one minute exactly. Yeah, you, you both did well with one minute. I mean, okay. Andre yeah, went first. I gave him thirty seconds, rushed. and he was just like, "Yeah, screw this game." I'm, Dude, I I'm started sweating. I was like, "Man, I'm running out of time." <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's go to the next one. Uh, I don't even want to ask this question because I hate it so much, but I'm going to ask it. What are your <laughs> thoughts on the keto diet? Uh, the answer is really simple. Uh, it's, you know, it's like our bodies, our bodies thrive off of carbs. You know, that's our go-to go energy source. And uh, when you take that away, obviously, you're like people like to go to the keto diet because they, they see instant results and like they see their weight drop significantly. But that's just because of uh, the they're they're eliminating carbs, which is holding water, and they see their weight fall down, and they, their weight drop. So, um, I don't like it whatsoever. I'll just keep it at that. <laughs> yeah, my thoughts. Uh, if you have epilepsy, there's research to suggest that it might be a good diet for you. Uh, otherwise, uh, stick with carbs. <laughs> Perfect. Short and I love simple. It. I love it. Five second answer. <laughs> I was like, see, if somebody asked me that question, I'd just be like, it's trash, and then I'd be done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to give a little bit more to it than my answer. <laughs> yeah, right. we need we need to throw him a bone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a keto bone. All right. <laughs> throw him a vegan bone. Yeah, <laughs> vegan bone. <laughs> All right, the next one, uh, Impossible Burger. I have never had an Impossible Burger. I have not tasted it. I don't know what it tastes like. So uh, my my personal thoughts on it. I think it's great that there is an alternative for people to transition from meat-eating to veganism. That's what I'll say to that. Perfect. Yeah, I say pretty much the same thing. I have had the Impossible Burger before, uh, and it was too real for me. Like, I asked my waiter uh, probably three times, like, dude, can you just please double check and make sure that this is vegan? Like it doesn't, it, it doesn't taste right. It's, it's too, it's too real. So, uh, that actually kind of put me off. Uh, but I think that it is a fantastic product to kind of, uh, push the vegan movement and to help people transition from a, an animal heavy, uh, animal product, heavy diet. Well said. All right, let's go plant-based but not vegan celebrities. 
I think it's great. You know, it's like they're uh, they're showing a healthier lifestyle. They're showing what uh, you, you should be doing. And if they're promoting it in a way, it opens the eyes to other people, which could lead to them uh, finding veganism and really pursuing that lifestyle. So I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I think so too. I understand why many celebrities don't want to um, uh, call themselves vegan uh, and they prefer to just say, hey, I'm plant-based. I think that's still a, uh, a, a step in the right direction and I think that still helps people to kind of open their eyes and I think they have a huge platform to kind of spread that message. So I think that's awesome. Um, would I prefer that they say, hey, I'm vegan? Yeah, of course I would. But um, also, if they backtrack and decide to go keto or do something crazy like afterwards, I'd rather them just say they're plant-based than, <laughs> yeah. than say, hey, I'm vegan and now I'm not vegan because that's what most people will latch on to. They'll be like, oh, vegan it's, didn't work for that yeah. always It's always latching on to the negative thing. Yeah, so, that, oh, vegan didn't work for him or her, so vegan is terrible. Like, I will never do that. So, yeah, I think that's, um, I think for many people, many celebrities, that's, uh, that's a good move and I think it really helps uh, kind of what we're trying to accomplish. Vegan pets. So we don't currently own a pet. Uh, we had a puppy a, a while back, um, but I, I, don't, I don't really have my own opinion on this because I haven't really put much thought into it. Um, uh, just like uh, humans, uh, we can like it comes down to nutrition and like your your micros and macros, and I believe pets can do that as well. Yeah, so um, I I am by no means an expert on animal health, so I don't really feel qualified to answer that question. I will say that um, that our biology is very different from uh, that of cats and dogs. So um, I, if you look out in the in the wild, like uh, cats are are carnivores and uh, and dogs are are omnivores, and and that's just kind of uh, how they how they flourish, how they get their food and stuff. So, I I it it's difficult for me to say either way. Um, but I I really think that uh, I think that you can have uh, pets that thrive on uh, kind of following a vegan diet. I've seen that numerous times. Um, but, uh, but also our biology is different. So uh, I think I need to do some more research and I think it also kind of depends on uh, the exact pet you have. Good Cardio answer. first or weights first? Definitely weights first. We did a podcast on this. Uh, I wish I could, I don't know the podcast number, but uh, you wanna do weights first, then cardio second. Yeah, I'd say uh, weights first, and then and then uh, after you warm up with weights, hit some more. <laughs> yeah. So the, how we the warm up the weight warm up is the cardio, and then the yeah, weightlifting. Exactly. Yeah. So we kind of structure it where um, we'll do like uh, kind of cardio focused days. This is how we were doing in training, like cardio focused days, kind of let up on the weightlifting a little bit, and then uh, weightlifting focused days. So that's kind of how we structured it. I want to put a lot more effort into my exact training. Program programming when we kind of uh, schedule our next triathlon which will be sometime in the near future what's your what's your podcast by the way plug that real fast it is the vegan gym podcast plain and simple yeah <laughs> nice easy enough. not not kind of cool like a uh, vegan manly man though <laughs> yeah man you got to get over to the to the cool train yeah god yeah. that that was uncool me just saying you got to come over to the cool train <laughs> or, or did that make it even more cool <laughs> maybe it did maybe i'm a trend just start a trend yeah yeah 
All right, last one here. Uh, I know you guys are going to want to go longer than a minute, so just be time weary on this one. <laughs> um, building muscle and burning fat at the same time. So this is a question we have so many people come to us. They're like, man, I want to build so much muscle and shred fat at the exact same time. And when it comes down to it is if you're an experienced uh, weightlifter or experienced athlete as a whole, it's really it's impossible to balance both of these perfectly. Uh, but as a, a, a newbie uh, weightlifter, it, you can build muscle and shred fat at the exact same time. It's not as efficient as possible, but it can be done for experienced weightlifters or athletes. Uh, it's uh, near impossible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically the same thing. Uh, focus on one at a time. If you happen to be able to do some of the other at the same time, uh, awesome. If not, uh, no surprise whatsoever. We uh, have been lifting for 10 years, so uh, we've gotten to the point in kind of uh, our fitness and kind of uh, muscular kind of development where that is really no longer possible for us, but kind of in the initial phases, uh, we've definitely seen that happen uh, for firsthand with some of our clients good stuff guys well done besides besides Anders messing up the first one but (laughs) too too much time (laughs) yeah all right I'm gonna ask you guys a few more questions and we're gonna end on a little bit of a fun segment so one thing um I think maybe people listening to this show for somebody who is just very new to maybe their own fitness journey um well, first of all, what's the biggest mistake that people make when starting their vegan fitness journey? Like if you could go back to the very beginning and give yourself maybe one tip um, or, or tell yourself one thing that you were doing wrong, like like what would that be? Do you want me to go first or you? Oh, yeah. I think. We're, yeah, let's just keep on that. <laughs> OK, um, definitely focus around the heavy compound uh, lifts. Uh, that that's one thing I used to do all these isolation uh exercises like uh, biceps and triceps and I was just working on the glamour muscles and I didn't really focus on full body functional functional movements and that's what helps you build muscle and shred fat as efficiently as possible so that's probably the biggest thing that I wish I would have started uh, when I first got into weightlifting yeah, I think um, I think this goes for pretty much anyone in their fitness journey. I would say uh, really get clear on what you want to accomplish because if you just start going to the gym or uh, buying stuff at the grocery store and not knowing exactly what you're trying to do, then you are like by definition not going to accomplish your goal. So I think it's really important to get very clear on what you want to accomplish. Um, that's kind of an intangible answer. So I'll give a more tangible one. Um, don't just get consumed by like the bro science and pseudoscience in the fitness industry. (laughs) It is so pervasive. Uh, there, anybody who has an Instagram account and has lifted weights for three days in a row, it feels like they want to share their experience and tell people how to do it. And most people in the fitness industry do not know what they are talking about. I am constantly learning new things, uh, because I spend time, uh, doing my research and, I uh, learning from, uh, from reputable sources. So take the time to uh, actually look beyond the muscle magazines and the bodybuilding uh, supplement uh, leaflets and stuff like take us take take the time to really fully understand how to accomplish your goals as quickly and efficiently as possible once you have taken the time to set them 
And uh, you guys are both certified too, right? As as trainers, I know yeah, yeah. Leif. At least you are, but Anders, you are as well. Yeah, yep, yeah. You're, yeah wait, I, Anders, you're through Ace, right? Uh, no, the uh, NSCA. Oh, okay. For some yep. reason, I thought you were Ace. I, I thought maybe we shared that as well, but yeah, um, that's actually our um, our uh, uh, head coach uh, Ashley. She um, she's certified through Ace. Uh, okay. No, I just wanted to drop that because you, you brought up a good point on Instagram. People, you know, yeah, obviously, if you look at someone's body, you can, you know, tell maybe that they might, you know, have some good knowledge or experience. But when it comes down to the scientific facts, like look at somebody's credentials, guys. Um, you know, there's a lot of information online that is just quite simply not true. And it can be written by anyone. And there's really no way to, yeah. to moderate through it unless you're looking at someone's credentials and understanding the hours of research that they actually put into it or, and looking or, at the research. Yeah. And look <laughs> and looking at the actual research, you know, um, yeah. you know, that was one nice thing about going through my personal training certification, even though I don't actively use it, it's nice to have that kind of knowledge in the back of my mind of knowing like, okay, like I went through this book that, that highlighted all of these studies and it's, it's super unbiased and it's, it's just, you know, giving the, the information as it is. And, um, I think that's that's something that more people need to understand. Actually, I had um, Leo Venus on the show, and he talks about the the hierarchy of of evidence, and and the on the bottom of the totem pole in the hierarchy of evidence is a professional's opinion. Right. That is the least credible source. Yeah. So, and a lot of people are just taking advice from people who aren't even professionals, you know, right. on social media. So yeah. you, just, you you have to be careful. That's yeah, the biggest I'll thing. say um, even. Like not to knock any like uh, personal training certifications or anything, but like even that doesn't really hold much weight. Um, I have seen so many personal trainers who really have no clue what they're talking about, and they um it's as long as you're good at taking a test, like that's really all you mm. need to to yeah. be able to do to get it certified. It's really not that difficult. <laughs> yeah. Like you could take anyone off the street and uh, get them certified in three months uh, as long as they have a, a three-digit IQ. So yeah. I think I think that that's true. not really saying anything. Um, that it's It definitely helps. That's definitely a step in the right direction. Um, but yeah, you could still, like, like you said, you could still just have kind of the you could become a quote unquote professional as a, as a certified personal trainer and then just kind of spew your opinions and, uh, and not really kind of push beyond that, like get certified. And then you're like, okay, now I'm legit. Uh, I'm just going to go through the motions and, and collect the paycheck and stuff. So mm. like I, I am a total like research nerd. Like <laughs> I love research. Uh, you read vegan fat training secrets. So you saw that I threw in quite a few studies and yeah. I take the time to read those because first of all, it's really interesting to me. I love learning about, uh, health and fitness, uh, especially vegan health and fitness. But I also, uh, enjoy sharing that because I want to, uh, I want to kill all of that other bro science out there and, uh, and just tell people the truth. Yeah, and I think it comes down to integrity as well. You know, like you oh, said, totally. you could get anyone on the street and get them certified in three months. You know, like what should have took me three months took me a year to get certified because I wanted to understand every single topic. Exactly. I, didn't, I just didn't want to yeah. know like, oh, this is the answer for this question. Right. That's not how I work. I was just like, why is this the answer for this question? Exactly. You know? So, 
Like yeah, how many you, tests have we taken in school where right. you don't care at all about the about the test or the course? All you want to do is get your grade and get the heck out of there. That was yeah. my so it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like you can do the same thing for a personal trainer certification. You can like not care that much, but it's better than uh, roofing or doing something else that you were doing, working at McDonald's, whatever. Uh, so you'll it's take got to throw roofers under the bus like that, man. <laughs> well, we were actually talking about uh, roofing the other day, and it's Anders, difficult work. Yeah, Anders has done that previously, and he's like, "Oh, dude, I'm so glad I'm not doing that." <laughs> I did, I don't mean to yeah. throw roofers under the bus like you obviously. guys probably see a lot because in amish country you know they they do a lot of like like roofing and like siding and like they Dude, do a lot they, of like they are the hardest work. workers they I've ever yeah met. yeah i feel like uh yeah i don't have a warrior mindset in comparison to <laughs> kind of the time and effort that they put into their craft so on um, yeah that's uh we're always learning from uh people who work hard that's it. You got to add that to the next version of the book. You know, warrior mindset. Li- live with the Amishery. <laughs> yeah, Amish version. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's man. no joke. Like, uh, yeah. I we um, you'll just be out driving. Like, I've been driving at uh, four to five a.m. and you'll just see people like literally little boys who are like eight, ten years old plowing fields at five a.m. in the morning. They've already been at it for like an hour or two. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, that just really puts things into perspective. And then you have kids these days who are like an eight year old uh, in like the modern world who's complaining about uh, the color iPhone that they got. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's oh, like yeah. right. Put that in perspective. <laughs> and and look at the difference in, you know, I, I know most people probably haven't met the Amish, but, you know, they're very humble, humble, yeah. simple people. Yeah. So, you know, look at the difference. It's like, you know, the eight year olds screaming at their mom about getting the iphone and then this you know the young amish boy is just like humble and polite and respectful and like yeah yeah I crazy how do we even get on this topic <laughs> we're talking know. about roofers <laughs> yeah 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 it was yeah we're talking about roofers to amish <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right oh, so um i gotta ask i gotta ask one last question here then we're gonna we're gonna end on a fun segment but um i'm gonna let people get your book if they want to know you know uh, better tips for for shredding fat, but um, I'm going to ask: What is your number one tip for building muscle as a vegan? I'm going to to say the same thing that I said for a previous question, and and say focus around the the heavy compound lifts. Uh, you want to utilize progressive overload uh, to uh, to build muscle, and I'm sure that Leif can give another one of the, the tips that we we tell people. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> wait, I, hold on. The, the heavy compound lifts are the squat, deadlift, bench press, and overhead press. I guess I go. should clarify that. Yeah, so uh, I, I have to change your question a little bit because there's there are really a few parts that are necessary. I'll just briefly touch on them. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you the one that I think is most important that most vegans mess up. Like they, even if you are not focusing on heavy compound lifting and you're just lifting weights in the gym on a regular basis, you can still gain muscle, uh, but you need to be uh, consuming enough calories. And that's something that I see most vegans mess up. That's what I messed up when I first went vegan because it can be difficult to consume enough calories when you're eating lots of things that have a low caloric density. So eating lots of fruits and vegetables, that's awesome. Yes, continue doing that, but you do need to be sure to uh, consume enough calories to actually build muscle. So that's kind of the first part. You need to be um, 
uh, at the very least, uh, kind of at maintenance, meaning you're consuming as many calories as you burn every day, uh, but optimally being at a slight caloric surplus, so uh, consuming more calories than you burn every day. And that can be very difficult to do if you're eating a, uh, a, a highly wholesome uh, kind of vegan diet uh, with tons of fruits and vegetables. So you can get full really quickly, which means it can be difficult to fit in enough calories. So uh, throw in some... Uh, um, uh, almond butter or avocado. Have, yeah, have some avocado. Like, have some like higher caloric density foods in your diet as well to help you hit your calorie target. Uh, the second part, heavy compound weightlifting, as Honors was talking about, lifting weights just in general. Uh, it's best if you focus on kind of the heavy compound lifts that that recruit uh, kind of more muscle fibers and um, and just help you to build muscle more quickly. Um, and then the third part is just consuming enough protein. So uh, that's also very important, whether you're trying to build muscle or shred fat. Perfect. Boom. Well said, guys. Well said. I think those are some good tips for anyone who wants to kind of start. Um, again, you can get into into more depth with all of this, of course. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. again, I definitely highly recommend you guys touch a little bit on building muscle in the book as well. It's not just, you know, shredding fat because um, yeah. you kind of you kind of apply the the principles in the reverse way if you were trying to build muscle. So, yeah, basically um, the only thing that changes is your caloric intake. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. Uh, but I do kind of foresee uh, writing a vegan muscle building book at some point. So that's, that's on the horizon. At some point, though. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. All right. I'll be on the lookout for that and definitely be buying that one as well. So it's just, it's just going uh, to be Leif on the cover, just like after a bro bulk, just like <laughs> yeah. huge. And like, oh, they will be me after the military. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, that would be terrible. That no would be no like sales. 200 pounds, 20% body fat. <laughs> yeah. Perfect, man. That's what everyone else does. So, yeah. Sadly, it was higher than that, but yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, um, we're going to wrap it up with, with another segment here. Um, I don't know why I got two segments today, but I just figured that, you know, oh, I'm trying to good, be, man. I like I'm this. I'm trying to be more fun, episode, you know? Right? Is, is this another speed round? <laughs> um, it, it, it can be, you know, hopefully, I don't know. This one should be interesting. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, you might be able to answer quick or you might, you might bicker on the answers <laughs> for this one, so... All right, I'm going to call this one brother versus brother. So I'm going to list some traits, and you're going to decide which one of you takes the title. Like, even if you both have the trait, maybe who has it more. All right? All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Make sense? Cool. All right, here we go. The funny one. Hands down me, Anders. (laughs) Hands down. (laughs) There's no comparison. (laughs) Leif Leif can be goofy. Leif could be goofy, but uh, he's more serious most of the time. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the type of humor. Uh, but I think <laughs> oh, here I, he goes. He's trying to make a flex. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think most of the time, yeah, it's honors. I, I tend to be a little bit more serious. All right, the strong one. <laughs> well, so this is this is a question uh, we actually talked about this yesterday. Uh, Leif is definitely stronger when you look at just numbers, all right? <laughs> but when it comes to pound to pound, pound for pound, body weight versus weight lifted, I'm definitely stronger. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but, yeah, that I that is true. 
but but that's kind of a uh, a sad title. I, to I, have need, to I hold on to it though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it doesn't say who's the pound for pound strongest. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the question, dude. Wow, I gave you I gave you it. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> hey, there's a lot that goes into being strong. People don't know like the insertion points of your muscles and like your oh, limb yeah. length. That that totally. all plays a difference. Like people just think, oh, that guy's strong. When like honestly, like his genetics could literally just be shitting on him. Like he's like struggling to bench like 135 because right. he has like six foot limbs <laughs> yeah exactly that would be a, a scary sight but yes <laughs> six foot limbs. yeah maybe not that crazy that's what you like a six sp- foot arms fan that's, that's some yeah. true spider-man right <laughs> it's like snoop dog you ever see snoop dog like his yes. arms hang so low like what I, i've oh. actually never noticed that but now i'm gonna look have to up, look, it look up. up like just oh, look at a picture of snoop dog it's like search like snoop dog he, he has a, a really strange looking body yeah yeah he's very long and skinny good thing he's a rapper exactly <laughs> all right um the ladies man i'll let you answer this life <laughs> oh he doesn't want to brag and just take all of them uh, no <laughs> like it's not something to brag about <laughs> yeah uh yeah definitely honors i and and i so like the ladies man that that gives like the yeah, title of that's like, kind of a negative connotation yeah exactly <laughs> uh so i i just really like to talk and have deep conversation and that helps me uh, attract the opposite sex there you go. That. that's what it was about it was it was more <laughs> a question of like who's who's going out like talking to all the girls yeah honor is talking to them but uh yeah the, but what next question <laughs> <laughs> all right all right that's that's the, it. Uh, all right we'll go on to the next one uh the creative one um i i would say that we have to be 50 50 on this I think we're both creative in our own ways, you know, and that's exactly yeah. why we work so well together. Uh, Leif, Leif's strengths are my weaknesses and my strengths are his weaknesses. So, um, yeah, that's where I would put that one. You, yeah, that's you actually, agree? yeah, that's a, that's a fair answer. Okay, cool. All right. The CEO. Uh, it's Leif. I'll give him that. <laughs> Throw me a vegan bone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he, he's the one that really started the whole vegan gym, and this is uh, something that I uh, was uh, became a part of. And yeah, we're we're partners, but yeah, he's definitely the 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 owner of the company. Anders is just riding coattails. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, you know, you, a, I, I know this... you guys both work incredibly hard. So yeah, yeah, we um, both work equal amounts, but I I kind of. Um, I'm more uh, kind of focused on strategy and just um, right. kind of laying the foundation for growth and stuff. So, yeah, that's kind of uh, and uh, again, classically. That's, that's where his strength is. And my strength is uh, with uh, really the outreach portion of the, yeah. the business. Yep. yep. That's what I noticed. And I, I think that's a perfect combo. You guys really you guys really rock that well, for sure. So, yeah. Thanks, thanks dude. All right. The clumsy one. Life. <laughs> that was so quick. <laughs> wow, we're gonna have to have uh, the arrogant one as a question. <laughs> okay, well, I'll say that's me. <laughs> All right, just to put that out there, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess um, I can tend to be clumsy, uh, but um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess I'm, I'm clumsy in ways, but Leif, Leif trumps it. <laughs> awesome, yeah. thank you. I'm definitely not a clumsy person. I pride myself on that. It's like if I trip, man, it is like it's an event. 
it's like once in a blue moon you get like <laughs> one good trip a year yeah <laughs> like don't drop things like you can ask my girlfriend like i'll be in the kitchen literally like flipping like butcher's knives and like catching them like not saying that's a good idea i, I don't no, know if don't, that's safe kids man. don't do this at home <laughs> but like i'm very confident in like my hand-eye coordination and just like all that stuff yeah, so same here <laughs> all right last one the hungry one. Oh, that is without a doubt leaf is this is this like hungry as in food or hungry as in like driven <laughs> Hungry oh. as in food. Of course, yeah. you would you would think that your <laughs> entrepreneurial spirit. Now, talking about because food. I'll take both of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is by far the the one that gets hangry. I I truly mm. do not get hangry ever. He's uh, he's so weird. He's like, <laughs> like when, so we we hiked a uh, what was that? What was the uh, quandary Mount, quandary peak? Yeah, quandary, quandary peak. peak on this past Sunday, um, and it it's, was fourteen. It, 14,265 feet above sea level. Anyway, I didn't, I don't know why I I mouthed that out. Um, But so the entire hike, it took, the whole thing took us about six and a half hours and, and I didn't have anything for breakfast and I just had like a a bar, like a protein bar. That is it. And Leif was just like, oh, I I ate like, yeah, I had 1200 calories before 5 (laughs) a.m. And you're like, I need more. Yeah, and I just kept eating along the uh, trip. Yeah, and uh, and we had lunch up on the peak at like, I think it was like nine thirty a.m. So if we went on a backpacking trip, uh, this is a great example. I will be the one carrying all the supplies <laughs> and my food, and Leif will be carrying his food. That is it. <laughs> that, yeah, Perfect. that's uh, yeah, that's pretty accurate. I'm with you, man. I get hangry too. I'm <laughs> always hungry. I'm always ready to eat. Yeah, that's bad. I need like yeah. uh, one of those uh, like hydration camel packs, but for like food. Yeah. <laughs> just like solid, just like MREs, yeah. just like ready to go. Yeah. yeah, just like liquid food. Oh, actually, that sounds pretty gross. That but sounds disgusting. I am pretty hungry. Unless right it's now. a smoothie. <laughs> Listen, just say you're a growing boy. That's my excuse when, yeah, when my girlfriend sees me eat so much. I'm just like, I'm a growing boy. I don't know if you could say that at 27 still. Listen, well, that's... I'm growing my muscles and I'm growing my mental, my exactly. mental oh, uh, okay. ability. And your brain, your brain takes up most of your daily uh, this calories. Is, this is true. It is true. Yeah. Yeah. So Some like four go. or five hundred huh. calories a day. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah. So so Anders, uh, yeah, he doesn't uh, really eat that much, which is why he doesn't have uh, as many gains as I have, and uh, why he's stronger okay. pound for pound. <laughs> Oh man, we're circling oh, back. He, we're he just wanted to now. throw that back in there. He just wanted yeah. to jab. Easy children. You know what? I'm only going to take that jab like a man and not say anything back. <laughs> we're going to end this podcast. And you guys are just going to be like fist fighting. Like, <laughs> oh, that's that hasn't happened in many years. Oh, good. Yeah, we're pretty good about that. But those were good questions, man. I liked it. Yeah, it was. That was enjoyable. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, yeah, that was awesome. The good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I hopefully hopefully you guys won't be fist fighting. Well, also Anders said thank you for the first time today to Leif. Oh yeah, yeah, go yeah. We're gonna so hug after this. There, he continues to bash me, and I say thank you. you yeah, know? There, there's love in the air, so we're good. What is, what is next for you guys? What's future plans for Vegan Gym? 
Um, we've got a long way to go to uh, help one million vegans get into the best shape of their lives. Oh. So um, we are just constantly kind of honing our uh, strategy and message to uh, reach more people. And that's um, that's been the central focus. That will continue to be the main focus. We have some massive launches coming in the next six months, uh, some collaborations, partnerships, and uh, just overall like really cool stuff that we can't wait to share with everyone um and uh yeah we're just i uh, work in 12 13 15 hours a day to make it happen and uh to really just help more people so um that's uh that's what we're up to and that's kind of our future plans yeah we're super stoked to to see what's going to come from all this nice guys and w- and where can people follow you to tag along with your journey to help one million vegans or be one of the one million vegans that you help yeah Ooh, even I like better that. <laughs> Uh, well, plain and simple, it's the vegan gym on every Everything. single platform. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we keep it simple. The vegan gym uh, podcast, Instagram, Facebook, theveganjim.com. Uh, everything is just the vegan gym, except for our book titles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one more time. Where boring. can where can people get the book? <clears throat> uh, so you can go to veganshredding.com. Veganshredding.com. Yeah, perfect, guys. Any last words for the listeners? Um, no, dude, I, I just really appreciate you uh, taking time and bringing us on to your podcast. And this has been an absolute blast. I I truly look forward to when we actually get to have that lift in when we tr- even though we've tried multiple times. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. really excited too, guys. You guys are you guys are fun. You guys are uplifting. Your energy is very contagious. You see it on social media. I feel it when I talk to you guys, whether it's a text, whether it's you know something like this, which is obviously awesome. So keep doing what you're doing. I have no doubt in my mind that you will help one million vegans get in the best shapes of their lives. And I am one of them because your book is awesome. People should really pick that up. So thank you guys so much for being here on the show. I'm looking forward to talking soon. Yeah, thank Dude, you so thank much. Thank you so much. And I feel like I need to uh, to say one last thing to close out the podcast because it's what we do on our podcast. Just keep challenging the freaking status quo. Like whether you are have a business or not, whether you're a certified personal trainer or not, you have the ability to impact other people, to help them transform their bodies and lives, and to just uh, further our movement, help the animals, help our planet, and help more people. So keep doing what you're doing and challenge the status quo. Love it, man. As David Goggins would say, hashtag stay hard. Stay hard. (laughs) All right, guys. Talk soon. All right. Peace. Peace. Guys, you did it. Welcome to the other side. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for still being here. If you enjoyed the content of this show, don't forget to please leave me a rating and review on iTunes and share this show with a family member or a friend, somebody you think would also find value in this content. If you guys want to stay up to date with me and what I'm doing, head to my website, www.theveganmanlyman.com and sign up for my newsletter for a chance to win some awesome prizes, giveaways, and just stay in the know. My name is Jake Singer, and this is the Vegan Manly Man Podcast.